It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, mer friends. Happy summer. Happy summer solstice. If you live in New York, you should drop everything this weekend and go to the Coney Island Mermaid Parade. Seriously. But before we get into all of that, I have a few updates. The first thing is that a few weeks ago, I released a new mermaid-related romance called Splash Me, and the response has been really good, and I want to thank all of my readers for being there while I let my freak flag fly. Um, I really appreciate all of the support, and I wanted to, to let you know that Splash Me is now in Kindle Unlimited, so if you are a KU subscriber, you can read it for free. Otherwise, it's 99 cents on Amazon. Won't break the bank. Totally worth it, in my opinion. Thank you. And the second announcement is for all artists, creatives, entrepreneurs, anyone who's looking for some inspiration and creative revitalization. The next Don't Quit Your Daydream workshop in New York City will be held on September 14th. So these workshops are one-day intensives, which are held in Manhattan, where my partner Luke and I help you get unstuck, uncover your creative blocks, and develop your personal brand or business. So if you have a dream, we want to help you get there. You can find out more and register at fairybossmother.com. And if you don't live in New York City, I just opened up my schedule for some one-on-one creative coaching sessions, and I have packages and single sessions, and for the first time, I'm offering some readings of Oracle cards. Um, There are discounts and spots are limited, and this is really for anyone who's just looking for some one-on-one time to get over a block, work through a project, Um, if something's not working for you creatively, I definitely am here to help you, or if you want to pick my brain, this is a great way to book time with me. So I will have a link to these sessions, plus links to Splash Me and Don't Quit Your Daydream workshops in the show notes and at mermaidpodcast.com. Also, I want to give a shout out to a listener review from Karen. She says, if you have mermaid in your blood, you will enjoy the adventures. Karen, thank you so much. She Karen left this review on our Facebook page. We are The Mermaid Podcast on Facebook, easy to find. And I know it's easier sometimes to leave a review on Facebook than in whichever app you are listening, and sometimes it's just too confusing to find it. So uh, thank you so much to Karen. Thank you to all of our listeners. We always appreciate taking the time to leave a review, whether it's on Facebook or somewhere else. If you just message us, we just love to hear from you and really appreciate Um, you taking the time to let us know what you think. Okay, so on with the episode. You may have heard about the famed Coney Island Mermaid Parade. It is the world's largest art parade. It happens every year, and it's one of my favorite events in New York City and around the world. I recruited the poster mermaid for the Mermaid Parade, performer and artist Bambi the Mermaid. Bambi is like the Statue of Liberty of Coney Island. She's iconic, hard to miss, a symbol of freedom, and all that is possible. And Bambi has attended the parade for almost 30 years. She's also a Coney Island performer. And I thought she would be the best person to tell us about the parade and everything involved in it. Her costumes for the parade are out of this world amazing, so definitely go to mermaidpodcast.com to see some of her past creations. And I hope that sometime in your life, you get to experience the Coney Island Mermaid Parade. It is not to be missed. 
In the meantime, here is an interview full of the secrets of the Coney Island Mermaid Parade. My name is Bambi the Mermaid, and I am Queen of Coney Island. Yay! <laughs> is that is that um like a title for life? Yes. That's okay. A title for life. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. And um, how did you come by that title? Oh, it's uh, self-appointed title. No one else was, you know, there was uh, no one else. So that's the best me. kind of title, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, so. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with Coney Island um, and your background? I know you're a performer, but I think you're also multi-talented. So um, can you just let the people know all the things that you do? Well, I, um, I'm a visual artist. I do a lot of photography and I do a lot of performance. I do hair and makeup. You know, I work as a professional mermaid. That's mostly what I do. And um, when you are a professional mermaid, um, are you in the water and dry? And how does that work in New York? Mostly in New York, it's dry. Mostly in New York, it's, you know, just being uh, uh, atmospheric, you know. uh, Well, sometimes it's at a pool. Sometimes it's wet. It really depends. Sometimes I do kids' parties. It really, it's all over the place. I think you were one of the first New York mermaids that I had ever heard of. So I, I, you're renowned. <laughs> well, yeah, I was a mermaid before mermaids were cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you because this weekend in New York City is the annual mermaid parade at Coney Island. Um, yeah. And it has a great reputation. A lot of people know of it, um, but I don't know if they understand exactly what happens there. Um, so are you involved in organizing or do you just go every year? What's your connection to the Mermaid Parade? I don't organize. I go every year. I've gone 27 years straight. So I am basically the official face of the Mermaid Parade. So when Coney Island USA has any sort of press to deal with or interviews or, you know, if a, if a news station wants to interview someone about the parade, it's generally me. I guess I'm like the ambassador for the parade, you could probably say. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and did I, I think I read that, were you married at the parade? Mm-hmm. Yes, I got married at the parade two years ago. That's, I got engaged at the parade three years ago. That's amazing. I met my husband at the parade four years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he, he would have to be into it to be able to, like, be a, a good partner to you. <laughs> He's very, very into it, yes. He's super into it. So how did you get married at the parade? Did you just, like, walk and take your vows? How did that work? We, uh, well, we had, a, like, a little ceremony before the parade started at the judge's pavilion. Okay. And then we walked in the parade, and I had, uh, you know, I was, obviously a bride mermaid and my husband was a big king neptune and then i had uh all of my friends i asked them to come as unicorns so i had a whole herd of uh, about 50 unicorns with us oh my god quite beautiful yeah that's that's the most that's the most amazing wedding i've ever heard of um that makes me think that like everyone else is just not trying hard enough <laughs> yeah you, have, you know it was my second one so i you know got, i really perfected it in my yeah you really marriage. had to up, you had to up the ante for that one yeah <laughs> um and so 
I think people have seen pictures of the Murray Parade. They know there's a lot of costumes, but can you um, kind of walk us through what the parade does, what it's like, and what the general atmosphere is? Well, generally speaking, I usually tell people it's sort of like uh, New York's Mardi Gras because that's something people can kind of relate to, the overall, you know, like over-the-top excitement and over-the-top costuming and the over-the-top enthusiasm that everyone brings to the parade, whether they're in the parade or whether they're coming to the parade. It's super interactive and... um You know, it has that kind of vibe where it's just one big, giant party for everyone. Yeah, I remember the first year that I went, the costumes were so incredible and so impressive. And I started wondering, like, if people had just prepared all year for it because the level – New York is a creative place, and you often see a lot of really interesting things. But the level of creativity at the Mermaid Parade is, I think, one of the, the best examples of New York artistry. Uh, absolutely. And any kind of artistry, it's, you know, the world's largest art parade in general. So there's a lot of art parades around with all sorts of different themes, but this is the biggest one. And, um, yeah, people, you know, I mean, it's, it runs the gamut too, from people that do work all year round and then from people that sort of throw it together a couple days ahead of time. And, you know, there's really not, one is not better than the other, you know, some things are super polished and super spectacular, but then you see a lot of like, dollar store kind of costumes that are pretty incredible and really really beautiful too so do you think it's kind of like a new york a new york rite of passage to to march in the parade like you haven't really lived in new york until you've been in the parade at least once well i don't know it's not for everyone you know there's a lot of there's a lot of serious people in new york and a lot of (laughs) uninteresting people in new york so you know they're never going to even go to the parade there's lots of a lot of people that will never even set foot in Coney Island, you know, so they're not our people and they probably aren't very fun people, but you know, for anyone who's even remotely quirky or weird or, you know, in my opinion, even mildly interesting, then they've certainly, you know, heard about Coney and gone to Coney and then probably heard about the parade. And, you know, if, if you've heard about it and you don't go, then you're, probably no one I would ever really need to talk to anyway yeah. so oh I, mean, I agree no I agree no I think you're totally right and it's the same thing with Coney Island like it's such an interesting place with so many um interesting creative and quirky people and if that if that's not your thing you will you won't get it and you won't like it but if that is your thing the mermaid parade is like your your Christmas <laughs> yeah yeah it's a high holy day Exactly. Um, can Do you know, and can you tell us a little bit about how the Mermaid Parade was started and what's been the tradition of it? Uh, it was started by Dick Ziggin, who's the unofficial mayor of Coney Island. And uh, as far as I know, you know, he started sideshows by the seashore and has the sideshow and has, uh, also started the co- official Coney Island Museum. Mm-hmm. So he's just you know, came straight out of college to Coney Island and made it his life's work. And I think the parade, you know, was a way to get a lot of attention for Coney Island to kind of tie in the the community that lives around Coney Island and the rest of Brooklyn to get people to come to Coney. And it just really, you know, it started kind of small and funky and it's grown and grown and grown and grown and grown, you know, to the enormous beast that it is now. Yeah. Um, it, and it was really impressive. I 
I think last year, I remember reading there was, it was definitely over a hundred thousand people that attend, but I don't, do you know the real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be sure, but I mean, if it's a beautiful sunny day with great weather, it, it, I'm sure it's over a hundred thousand. You know, it's just yeah. crazy packed. Like, I, I don't even know honestly how many people are in the parade, but there are so many people in the parade now. It's, you know, the parade. Uh, I think last year I saw uh, over five hundred entries oh, wow. in the parade. Oh wow. Um, and the way the entries work is that you have to register to march, right? And you pay a little right. bit of a fee. Um, yeah, you just go online and you sign up and you pay a fee, something like 20 or $30, I think, which basically just supports the parade itself. Because I do know that the parade costs about $100,000 to put on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's largely supported largely by the people who actually participate because everyone that gets to come enjoy the parade, you know, it's free for anyone to just come and watch the parade. So it's, it's supported by the people that also participate, which is really kind of nice actually. Yeah, that's awesome. And it also is a really cool community event. Like you'll see people, I remember there's always so many families, there's so many kids, there's couples, there's um, kind of people from all walks of life coming to it. And it is nice to see like New York gather in that way. Um, in a, in a way that they might not come together normally. Um, Absolutely. And like, and seeing the kids is kind of also my favorite too. Like the, when they get off the subway and they see everyone dressed up, it's like they stepped into like a wonderland <laughs> or something. Yeah. Can you imagine like if you had no idea, I always think about that every year, the people that just show up to go to the beach and have no idea it's mermaid parade day. I've never heard of it. Don't know anything about it or just, you know, just randomly went to the beach that right. day and, you know, stepped into it. <laughs> like it's a random Saturday and all of a sudden you have like several hundred mermaids marching around. <laughs> like, yeah. Several thousand mermaids. I yeah. Would say. And people don't just stick to like a strict mermaid. Like it's what's cool is every year people interpret it a little bit differently. So they might have like a nautical or sea creature theme, but you see people get very imaginative with how they interpret the theme. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any rules that you can't, is there anything you can't do at the Coney Island Mermaid Parade? No, absolutely (laughs) not. You could do absolutely anything. And that's kind of a great thing. You know, there's a lot of basically nudity. I mean, you can come with just a little body paint and Mm -hmm. no clothing whatsoever, you know, and it's very um, family friendly still. And, you know, people that would probably yank their kid away if you were wearing, you know, a tight spandex mini dress on the street but right. they will push their kid towards you when you're standing there topless in a tail, you know, yeah. like, really it's, it's cute that way. It kind of lets everybody loosen up and, and enjoy um, the, the art and the creativity of it. Yeah. And no. bodies, you know? Yeah, you know, exactly. Not, not in, nudity is not intimidating if you have some enough glitter and, you know, some, yeah, that does scales. seem to be the rule. Yeah, if you have glitter and scales, then you're good. And it is it is nice to see to see people kind of letting their you know hair down to see the people wearing the costume, and then to see the people enjoying it. Um, that I think that's one of the nicest parts of um, the way that people attend it is that they they kind of get into anything goes as well. It really seems to liberate people and bring them together for a couple of hours. Yes, definitely. Um, do you have any? Um, 
tips for somebody who might be marching in their first parade or attending their first parade? Well, I think one of the things that's most important in my book is to come really early because you, A, don't want to get there at, you know, the peak, what would seem like the right time to come, maybe an hour before the parade. That's a terrible time to come because it's just way too crowded already and packed, you know, and, and you don't necessarily get to see much, especially if you're in the parade, you line up at your number, whatever number you are, and you don't get to see everything that's before you or after you. So if you come early, you have tons of time to sort of walk down the whole line and look at everyone's costumes and take pictures and spread out and not be all cramped. And I mean, on that same note, I would always suggest being in the parade because when you're in the parade, you have a lot of space and you can see a lot more than when you're really packed in tight on the sidelines watching, I, I think. Yeah, it does get really crowded right before the parade starts and during the parade. Um, you're right. Um, people don't seem to mind, but it's gotten crazy crowded. Yeah, yeah. People don't seem to mind. It's kind of part of it is just squishing next to each other. And, and it's also so cute. I've seen people, you know, they put kids in the front, make sure short people can see. Um, but it, it is really crowded. Um, and so I want to know from you what your favorite costume has been, either on yourself or someone else. Oh, God. I don't think I could ever answer that. uh, (laughs) And it is a hard question. It is a hard question. You have 27 years of experience. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've loved every costume I've ever worn. And I've seen, you know, that's a little bit of the problem is that I haven't really honestly seen all that much. Every year I say maybe next year I'll sit in the judges' pavilion and actually watch the entire Mm -hmm. parade because Mm -hmm. I tend to go, I'm pretty pretty recognizable at the parade so once I get there it's usually a lot of photographers and a lot of photo taking and a lot of people and I by the time I make it from you know like the sideshow down to my spot in the parade it's usually time to start the parade I don't I like I barely I don't really get to see enough of all the other costumes honestly yeah I can see that um so speaking of the judges pavilion who are the judges and what what are they judging and what do you win? They're judging, um, I don't know what all the categories are. Anyone can be a judge. You just pay extra. Uh, I don't know what it is now. It's a couple hundred bucks, I think. But you get to sit in this big, beautiful, you know, covered, cool, shaded pavilion with all the other judges. And then a lot of participants in the parade will bribe the judges. So they'll bring, you know, <laughs> baked goods or alcohol or other adult treats of any all sorts of things anything and everything and they will um, so you get pretty it's a big party in the judges pavilion so you're just sitting there partying and getting lots and lots of treats delivered to you and you get to you know watch the whole thing and there's definitely best mermaid and best neptune and then there's i think best little mermaid and best little neptune and best mm-hmm. group uh, best float. Oh, there's a lot. There's also a lot of cars. I remember in the beginning, there's a lot of vintage cars and that's kind of, yeah, I kind of like that. It's like a throwback. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's really fun. The car, car clubs come out. I mean, I used to ride on cars. I used to ride on the hoods of cars and I used to ride on floats, but 
in the early days, they let you take the cars all the way around and actually up onto the boardwalk and drive the cars and the floats down the boardwalk too. So that was really great. But they redid the boardwalk, you know, years and years and years ago and stopped allowing the vehicles on there. So if you are on a float or on a car, you really only get to do half the parade. So we always march now because then you can do the entire circuit and once you get up in the boardwalk, that's kind of where the really hardcore fans are. Like, yeah. You know. yeah, I've noticed that. Um, that actually brings to mind, you've been in the parade for so long. What is kind of the biggest change that you've seen as the parade has grown and changed? Well, that's a big one. You know, being able to ride on the floats was really fun mm-hmm. back in the day, but um, you know, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And in the early days, you didn't have to have any sort of a, uh, photographer's pass or press pass or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photographers and they would mm-hmm. just surround you like mob scenes of photographers, which I really enjoyed. I thought it was really fun and there was yeah. no barricades or any barriers. So people would just swarm and mush you know and take pictures and you'd have to kind of push your way through the crowd and um it was really fun and as it got bigger and bigger and bigger you know now there's just whole police barricades that hold people very far back and keep the whole entire route really wide and really clear and that's okay but it also you know I kind of liked it when the people were really really close like it was a lot of you know if I was there watching I would have much preferred to be close than held so far back but yeah that's kind of how it is closer on the boardwalk I think you can get a little bit closer than if you're watching um, yeah it's it's a little more intimate up there yeah definitely um well is there anything for this year that you are excited about or i mean i don't know if you i don't know if you want to tell us about your costume i don't want to give anything away maybe but is there anything that you're excited for this year well yeah i mean i could tell you about the costumes it's not a secret um so generally speaking my 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 core crew gets bigger and bigger every year because there's several reasons um a we 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 get to go right up in the front of the parade because I also am the executive producer of Burlesque at the Beach, which is the Coney Island USA burlesque show. And so it's like the king and the queen of the parade and Dick Ziggin and all the royal flags and all the hubble goes first. And then the Miss Coney Island is, I also created the Miss Coney Island pageant. So after the king and queen comes Miss Coney Island, she goes and then comes the contestants for the following year, like this summer's contestants. 12 of them will all march right behind Miss Coney Island and then my group, which is usually all the burlesquers, burlesque at the beach goes. So that's kind of great because we don't have to wait because you have to wait. Otherwise you have to wait for all the cars and all the floats Mm -hmm. and all the children to go before you even start going, which can be a little bit grueling. So um, a lot of people want glom onto my group and so they could go first so that's kind of <laughs> great because I pick the theme every year and then they have to come up with whatever you know I've decided the theme is going to be so um you know it varies from year to year we did candy mermaids one year which was really really cute oh, and everybody cute. was in different kind of candy and um you know it could be anything but this year we're doing an homage to in New Orleans um, one of my favorite things that really I like a lot of parades I'm really into a lot of the parades but in New Orleans there's a group called the New Orleans baby dolls and they're a group of women that were 
<clears throat> started in like the 1920s and they were the girlfriends of all the jazz musicians. And also, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the, uh, uh, Mardi Gras Indians. They're like basically probably like, uh, Creole descendants. So they had oh, Native okay. American, they're like African American slave heritage and Native American, okay. uh, background and a lot of, you know, a lot of intermarriage and, that whole group has a really strong presence at everything in New Orleans, like Jazz Fest and Mardi Gras, and they dress up in these amazing, huge. It's also, uh, you know, because it was all tied in together. There was like um, the Caribbean, mm-hmm. African influence, Caribbean influence, and Native American influence. So they build these huge feather Indian costumes that are just like crazy beautiful, like. You really can't believe it. And then the girlfriends of all the Indians are all men. So the girlfriends of the Indians and also the jazz musicians and everyone decided to be baby dolls. So they mm-hmm. dressed up like basically like, you know, babies, little girl, uh, yeah. Lolita kind of looks. And they march and kind of dance like a dance troupe sort of thing, marching group. And okay. I really love them. I've been obsessed with them, you know, my whole life. Basically. Yeah, that sounds so this year. Yeah, this year we're kind of homaging them, and then we're, like, twisting it like anything in Coney Island to be, um, you know, kind of also riffing on the, like, classic song, Coney Island Baby. We're mm-hmm. being all Coney Island baby dolls, so we're going to um, be all, like, baby mermaids, infant sea creatures, Lolita, literal dolls, any kind of a doll, or, or um, you know, that that vibe. Baby Jane, there's one person that's doing Baby Jane, that's really <laughs> funny, and, like... <laughs> Great. It's going to be really kind of twisted this year. So that's I think the, people have come. Yeah, that's, they've come to awesome. expect sort of beauty from us. You know, we did a coral reef last year. Everyone was an element of a coral reef so that we oh. could go in a big formation and make the full reef. And that was really beautiful. So but good. this year, you know, we're going to kind of, I'm hoping we sort of gross people out with our <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with our baby looks. Um, that's so. awesome. That gives a really good visual for what the kinds of range of things you you would see at the Mermaid Parade. That's that's awesome. Also, you've yeah. had you've I have a different theme every year, but I mean, I'm I'm just imagining like it's so fun to come up with a theme, but also. Um, I don't know if it's like a little bit uh, hard. Do you feel like you have to outdo yourself or is it just that you ha- kind of have a whole bunch of ideas and you will eventually get to all of them? I just have a whole bunch of ideas and they all kind of make sense. And, you know, one thing leads to the next. Mm-hmm. And I saw these huge pool rafts, you know, how pool rafts are, have been so popular the yeah. last couple of years. And I saw these, you know, I was just enjoying them because they're awesome. And I had a giant, um, like in the Candy Mermaids year, I had a huge giant gummy bear raft. So that was really cute. We, made, you know, different people carried it and that was cute. And then for the coral reef, I had a huge uh, starfish blow up, like a big super size one. And I jeweled oh, yeah. the entire thing. And that was really beautiful. So while I was perusing those, and those are really effective because they're so big and they're so light. They're really mm-hmm. easy to take in the parade and you can use them to kind of, we use them as a backdrop, like so you can kind of block anything that's not that beautiful in your photo. You ah, that's good. Prop and block out, you know, like, yeah. the, you know, just make a nice photograph of yourself by using your giant prop, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. For us, we were big show off, so we really love the photography and the photos and so uh, when I was doing that, I noticed there was these huge, like, seven-foot-tall, full baby bottle 
swimming pool raft. So I got two of those and that kind of set in motion to be um, babies this year. <laughs> oh, this, is, this, is, this is incredible. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, so what happens after the mermaid, mermaid parade? Is there a party? What do people generally do once the, once everyone's marched in it? Like what kind of happens for the rest of the day or the evening? Well, we generally all go back to the Freak Bar, which is the bar at the Coney Island, you know, Museum and Sideshow. That's, okay. you know, our home base. So we, we usually go back there and we'll watch and we'll go up on the roof and watch the rest of the parade. The, the other advantage to being at the very front of the parade is you get to actually see some of the parade if you want to. So I'll usually go up there and I'll watch some of the parade and then, uh, you know, just mingle around. There's tons of people that you see year after year that you kind of only see at the mermaid parade mm-hmm. so there's a lot of socializing we might go up to the boardwalk there's a whole ceremony where they go out and open the bless and open the beach for the summer Aww. so dick will lead a huge procession with a big ribbon and the official king and queen of the parade that year cut the ribbon and they throw in tons and tons and tons of fruit into the surf which is kind of a um like a African voodoo sort of um, ritual and they uh, you know basically just bless they bless the beach for a good season in Coney Island and some years I go to that and uh, you know maybe go up to Ruby's and eat some raw clams and you know I'll just wander basically for the rest of the day and at the end of the day there's a uh, usually a ball an after party a big mermaid ball and um, that is at different places every year. And this year it's going to be at Kitchen 21, which is the new big restaurant mm. on the boardwalk that used to be the famous child's restaurant. They have a big, huge roof deck and the after party is there this year. So end up there and just kind of, you know, rest and revel in the glory. And yeah. I like to stay as pretty much as late as possible and, you know, really milk every last second out of it the best day of the year. I just realized you're there all day long. Where do you keep your Metro card? <laughs> like in, your, oh. in your costume? <laughs> yeah, well, I I have a little stash, you know, because I'm an employee at Coney Island USA. I'll find a little stash. I usually also um, very wisely, you know, pack a sandwich. I usually bring some kind of like a uh, tuna idea. salad or cheese sandwich because the the one of the only problems is after the parade, you, you know, the line at Nathan's is like, 7,000 people long and you can really get sort of screwed not being able to eat after the parade if you're not you know somewhat savvy and you know bring some so you got a plan for like a marathon really yeah you got a plan (laughs) exactly you need you know protein bars you need water you know we have a lot of props that we've developed over the years that are kind of canteens you know Mm -hmm. like I have this one huge uh, shell that someone made me out of kind of paper mache and fiberglass that was originally designed to hold a champagne bottle and ice packs inside of it. Oh, nice. And then it's, you know, it's divulged into all sorts of, you know, alcoholic punches and different things. And, <laughs> you know, now, you know, by this late date, we we generally just drink water. So you know, yeah, <laughs> we're really in for the long haul. We were like just hydrating the entire time now. You can pace yourself. Um, so on a day when there is not a mermaid parade, what is your favorite thing to do in Coney Island? Well, I like to do everything. I mean, just people watch is always the best thing to do in Coney Island, you know, to really go there and not have much of an agenda at all. And, you know, eat some clams or have a Nathan's chili dog and just 
sit on the boardwalk because it's, it's such a parade of weirdos every day, even when yeah. it's not the parade. And, you know, the beach is fun. I like to ride the rides. I like to check out what, you know, there's been some really new big giant additions, big rides have come in and they're really improving the parks every year. And I just check everything out or, you know, any number of things like wander around basically. Yeah. The aquarium's brand new this year. It's really, really beautiful. The aquarium, like, a lot to do. And then there's all these big, like, dance parties. I also do a lot of the special events out there. Like, I got to be a judge at the talent show, the Coney Island talent show last summer, and I was a judge at the Coney Island pet pageant, pet costume pageant. And, you know, there's pretty much something every weekend, like, going on out there that's really fun. Yeah. No, Coney Island is, is great. And I, I think especially in the summer, it's, it's wonderful to head down there, but I even like it kind of near the end of the season or in the beginning too. Um, yeah. The dead of winter. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. I'm maybe I'll do that this year. Um, Yeah. You gotta come be a polar bear. I'm always gone on, on New Year's. And, uh, so, but next time that I'm in New York, I'm going to go do the polar bear thing. (laughs) You basically have to. (laughs) Yeah, I have to. Um, Well, so before we go, I I wanted to know if you had any thoughts. Like, you have a very full mermaid life. Um, Is there anything that you think people should know about? I mean, I just feel like you have, you probably have this kind of, like, whole body of knowledge that other people do not have and that, like, you are, um, you know, very important to Coney Island. You have this history of the Mermaid Parade. You're one of the, you know, the original New York mermaid. Um, Is there anything about that creative and abundant life that you have that you'd like to share with people? Is there any any tips you have or something you'd like to leave them with? Because I think, you know, you have an interesting perspective um, in the way that you've made your life that, that other people don't get to see. Well, I mean, one, I mean, I would say start with the parade, you know, go to the parade. Like I, I, I know so many people that have little girls and, you know, they've never brought them to the parade. And I, I literally beg those people, like bring your kid to the parade. Like it's the most beautiful, magical spectacle. I feel like if you, if you were brought to that parade at, you know, seven or eight or nine years old, your whole life would probably change and you would be on a creative path from that moment forward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so powerful and positive and inclusive and, 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 and wondrous, you know, like that mm-hmm. sense of wonder that you get from the parade is oh, priceless. And a lot of people, you know, they're not going to be working as mermaids or be burlesque artists or be too crazy year round but a lot of people just have that one day you know mm-hmm. where they where they do go crazy and get really creative and that's enough for a lot of people you know mm-hmm. so I would say come to the parade and enjoy it and then if you've been coming sign up and be in the parade like just take that step to really enjoy that one really really powerful special creative day and mm-hmm. if you you know if you're not going to do more than that year round and that's really enough mm-hmm. yeah no that's awesome okay so if people are in new york city they should go to the parade this weekend or they should march in the parade if they're not in new york and they want to see your costume and photos and things what's kind of the best way for them to experience the parade if they're not in new york especially for you they, well, they want to see your costume <laughs> Luckily, you know, with the internet, you can just Google Coney Island Mermaid Parade and there's pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of, mm-hmm. of 
photos. So it's really easy to experience the parade from anywhere, actually. And, you know, if you put in Bambi the Mermaid, uh, you know, they'll see tons of pictures, too. Or you could, you know, definitely look at my Instagram, which is just Bambi the Mermaid. There's tons of year-round mermaid shenanigans on there. And great. You know, basically just Google it. There's a lot, a lot, a lot. Because for every person that's in the parade or every person that comes, there's like just as many photographers. And now that people have, you know, everyone has a cell phone. It's, yeah. It's, I would imagine, the most heavily photographed event in the world. I really can't imagine anything in the world that there are more pictures being taken every single second for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And hours. Oh yeah, definitely. I plan on doing a big book. I my big project <gasps> is going. My legacy is going to be the Coney Island Mermaid Parade book. You know, I'm going to work with like ten photographers that I know that have all been shooting the parade for twenty years and compile a big, you know, oh, coffee table book. My but, God, when you have that done, come back on the podcast. We would love to I will. promote that. That yeah. sounds like. Um, um, I, I already know like 20 people to give that to. Um, so. Yeah. It's going to be like the most beautiful book there ever was. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's Gosh, I, I, I hope that I can't wait for that to happen. That's amazing. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, and I hope that you have a wonderful parade. Um, are you going to be at the parade? So I would be, um, but I'm, I have to be at a wedding that's in the Bronx and it kind of happens at the same time. I know. (laughs) I mean, I love my friend. I'm happy for them. (laughs) Um, I thought I could make it and then I looked at the way the trains were going to go and I was like, that won't happen. (laughs) There is like nothing that I would miss the parade for. I'm sorry. If you are getting married, I will send you a gift, but I would never miss the parade. <laughs> I was like, I know. And I, I, I was, yeah, I was trying to work it out. And then they were like, yeah, sorry. But and I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. I was there last year. I can go next year. I don't, it's not, you know, I, I plan on going again, but yeah, I can, this year I can't go. That's, but luckily I have you on the podcast so that um, in some way, I was a part of it this year. <laughs> okay, great. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend or leave a review. Reviews are really important because they help other mermaid lovers find us. The easiest thing to do is leave a review right in the app that you are using to listen to this episode or leave a review on our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Mermaid Podcast, and we always love to see you on social media. Again, we will have links to all the mermaid news mentioned in this episode on our website, mermaidpodcast.com. Our jingle was recorded by Tori Scott, the world-famous cabaret singer. She performs internationally, and you can find her schedule at itstoriescott.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your reviews and your feedback. And thank you to Bambi the Mermaid. You inspire us to never quit our daydream. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast.